Welcome to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, the bite-sized show that teaches you all the things you never knew, you never knew. One lesson at a time, find your seat, class is in session. You're here today with your host, Kina, and my two questioners, Regan and Miguel. Severe pain, burning, and paralysis, these are all symptoms of snake bites and jellyfish stings. About 8,000 snake bites and around 150 million jellyfish stings occur each year. Even a bite or a sting from a harmless species can still cause infection or allergic reaction. As we dive into the topic, we are going to be going about four, four different subtopics. How to treat a snake bite, how to treat a jellyfish sting, some misconceptions, and how to avoid stings and bites. First, we'll talk about how to treat jellyfish or snake bites. When you're treating a snake bite, the most important thing to remember is you need to get them away from the snake. That, that's pretty much one of the most important things you have to do so they don't get bitten again. And after you do that, then you address the wound. You need, yeah. How do you do that? Well, there's really no specific way it's mostly, usually a snake will only bite once out of self-defense. So it's mostly just getting them to a safer area. Is there a way to uh, stop the snake from biting you before it bites you? Well, it kind of just, it's mostly a matter of um, looking out for snakes and making sure that um, when you are in an area where you know snake will be present, to have um, the proper protection. And also, are all snakes aggressive? No. Well, now we'll go on to addressing the wounds. It's pretty much just you got to make sure you rinse it out really well in case there's any dirt or germs in there. And then you want to apply a bandage that's snug not tight because if you apply a tight bandage it will just cause problems later what kind of problems well it'll spread the venom because once you take off the bandage from the restricted blood flow it'll all the there will be a lot of blood rushing to that area so it'll just cause the venom to spread Well, and then you want to remember not to try to cut the wound open or suck out the venom. It, it'll just make it worse. And that's pretty much what you need to remember for a snake bite. Not a lot. Uh, are all snakes poisonous? No, not all snakes are poisonous. You said that like I was dumb. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Next, we're going to move on to jellyfish stings. Some things you want to remember, just like with snake bites, you want to get them out of the water and away from jellyfish. Because if jellyfish, they don't really have control over their sting because they don't have a brain. So it's pretty much just like little sensory cells on their skin that triggers the sting. Um. Do jellyfish have poison, or well, what? How how do they make the sting? Well, they have little like stingers. I'm not sure how to explain it. It's it's pretty much like little like needles with like barbs that they shoot out, and it'll 
inject like so venom. So you're basically sea porcupines. <laughs> Pretty much, I guess. I'm going to call them sea porcupines. Okay. To address that, you want, once you get them out of the water, you want to make sure you can pluck out all the visible stingers that you see. Um, make sure those are all gone. And then you want to um, soak the wound in hot water, 110 to 113 degrees. 110 to 113, will that burn up? Mm, not necessarily. You want to test it before. And you should test it on an injured person's arm or like elbow to make sure it's not too hot. But if they're unable to soak it, a hot shower will also suffice. After that, just um, vinegar for around 30 seconds. Why, just, why does vinegar help with the sting? It's mostly just a precautionary. It really, it sort of relieves itching and makes sure that just everything is, well, it pretty much makes sure it doesn't swell too bad and it reduces itching. And then for any it, like itching or anything left, just an oral antihistamine or like a, or like a hydrocortisone cream. And some things not to do when dealing with jellyfish is make sure you do not, and I repeat, do not pee on the wound, like most people might think. Do you know where that myth actually came from? Not necessarily, but um, it was probably just, honestly, I don't know. But yeah, you, you want to make sure you don't do that. Also about the second topic, do you know where the myth of sucking out the venom came from? Uh, it, it was pretty much just people thinking that if you suck out the venom, it'll, it'll just take it all out, but it won't. And potentially could be harmful to the person doing it if they ingest it, enough of it. And yeah, you want to refrain from rinsing it with like seawater, even if it's like salt water, fresh water. Just refrain from doing that. You Can just want salt water do more damage. It it won't necessarily do more damage, but it won't help either. And you want to pretty much just use like tap water, warm warm tap water or like a shower to rinse it. And you just want to make sure that you refrain from putting much more on it than you have to, because you don't know what could potentially cause a reaction. Also, uh, do you know ways to tell a poisonous snake from a non-poisonous snake? There, well, it is best to be able to properly identify the snake. There are a couple things but one that I can think of right off the top of my head is that poisonous snakes will typically have what are called hinge fangs so that they don't accidentally bite themselves, I'm assuming. And to avoid like snake bites and jellyfish stings, as I stated earlier, you 
really just want to be cautious and aware of your surroundings, especially when you know snakes might be present. Because snakes do like to be in small spaces. So, like, in between rocks, um, under logs, those are two places where snakes will commonly sit. And especially around, like, swampy water, there are poisonous water snakes. So, keeping to the trails is also a good idea. And... With jellyfish, you want to, when especially when you're going in deeper water or when you know lots of jellyfish are going to be there, you want to have like jellyfish preventing gear, which they, there are suits that they sell that prevent jellyfish from stinging you. And uh, how can you spot jellyfish? Because aren't they invisible? They're not invisible, but yes, they are hard to see. So that's why it's good to just be precautious, especially when it's jellyfish season. When is jellyfish season? It it can range, but typically it'll probably be summer when um, their prey are most present. What months in summer? Say again? What months in summer? High summer, probably like... June, July, August. I love messing with my cousins. Ruining their podcast. <laughs> it's my life. Anything else? Well, that's all for today. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.